like that just tells you you right out the gate that ale was like already kind of like jealous and mistrusting of his own son or it was the fact that he didn't name his son for the longest time and so whenever he called him he gave him a sharp glance (laughs) anytime he anytime he said hey you he was just like um so i went on the patreon yesterday and i updated a whole ton of stuff because i've had a few people um want wanting to join the patreon yeah what i know right um so after our last after the maybe you should send me the link to our patreon so that i I could post it on like a on a reddit thread i was thinking about that yesterday so what i did is um so I, I had some people reach out to get some stickers because we mentioned that on the Turin episode. Yeah, I'd love to get some stickers. Shut up. Um, <laughs> good, good luck getting those stickers. By the time this airs, I'm sure if you've requested a sticker, we probably still haven't sent it out yet. <laughs> if I can't get a sticker. <laughs> um, and uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm still trying to get my stupid notes up. Um so uh but with that like people also mentioned like hey what's your like um what's the link to your uh patreon because it's it's apparently it's not easy to find just like typing in the soul Hiram in patreon yeah. i don't know how to make it easier but apparently that's not an easy way to do it so yeah. um anyway they i mean you should link it on should add it in the description of stuff that you post on youtube yeah and i put it i i actually put it on so as our our website uh-huh. on instagram used to be our youtube link and uh-huh. i switched it to the patreon link so i put all of our history episodes up mm-hmm. um i haven't posted the character ones i just like went through all the things i was like well i'll just put all these ones up and then i'll put all the next ones up right yeah and then what i also did and that's for everybody right and then what I also did for everybody except for the lowest tier, um, for all the ones that we've done so far, so I haven't put any new ones up that aren't on there yet, but all the ones that we've uh, posted so far, I put our notes up too. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so they get, to, they, get to see, they get to see our notes for those. Like I think there's like six because we didn't do them for the first ones. No, we we really winged the first ones. Yeah, like the which first... you could probably tell a little yeah. bit, right? Like... It's a little disjointed. It's more of a conversation. This is a little bit more like structured, somewhat, right? right? Um, but yeah, but but that's why. Okay, and and so yesterday I actually I I said it incorrectly. So I thought that when I posted, um, I thought that when I posted our like bonus episode onto our Patreon, I thought I called it White Council, but I didn't. I called it uh, Ring of Doom. Okay. Yeah. So, which was um, our bonus one? It was. I the think one you that told we, me. Yeah, we just like all we did was like we talked a little bit about CrossFit and then just like random Tolkien stuff and the show. We talked about the show a lot. Oh. Like oh, what oh. we thought about the show going forward. Did you like cut it from something else that we did? No, it was just one of the random ones that we did when I was still in, like, when I was still in California. Oh, and we were testing it out. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Which has gotten a lot better since that very, very so first one. So much which better. Which we shall never talk about because I think you've pulled it off. I'm hoping. But the, uh, I, I do think that we need to do, 
we need to do some more i do um, i do i do like ones i do like the white council though the white the white and brown council (laughs) (laughs) well i think the biggest reason why i ended up going with ring of doom is because white council is what um i'm pretty sure white council is what it's probably also copyrighted well yes but the um the uh unexpected podcasts the people that i listen to their oh, bonus yeah. episodes i think they call it white council uh-huh. um so sounds probably. an awful lot like white castle <laughs> <laughs> so probably don't want to don't want to copy that but, yeah um got my coffee now i've had my coffee i really was wanting a bloody mary instead of coffee but you know what we should do i had no is, bloody mary mix you know what we should do huh some coffee cups i know right I know. And they're, they're not that hard ariel's done some for like family and stuff like that so huh. it would be pretty cool that's again crap. patreon yeah join the patreon maybe you'll get I a mean, coffee cup what i can do is i can either do it as like a patreon thing or i can do it kind of how like a lot of gyms do it where it's like make your order first yeah and then like so pay up front basically and then yeah. i'll create the order yeah um, I'd, yeah that way i'm not throwing in you know 200 bucks of my own money yeah for cups that are just going to kind of sit around right yeah no that yeah. makes sense um that's the smart way to do it well and we're getting a lot more like to be completely honest we're getting a lot more people we're, we're getting a lot more followers we're getting a lot more the so i've got a buddy at um at fnx that he posted um he reposted the turn workout and he's got like somewhere around like thirty five thousand followers or something stupid like that and yeah. they're all fitness people right so he reposted that and i've got a lot of like people looking at it from that yeah um, which is cool yeah. the, the whole thing is is like if you want to look at it just through the the fitness realm of things we do a lot of that we talk a lot about about that right yeah. and if you want to look we at spend it about token, we, we spend about a third of this show talking about fitness right by the time we do by the time we do our episode i've probably already done the workout and i can tell you how bad it is right <laughs> right, right uh what i would do different yep yep um like we're about to talk about because i just did the outlay workout yeah and i think today what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go back to a lot of the the past um profiles Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna set. I'm gonna work out some workouts for the workout. Some workouts. Uh, put work out some, some workouts. workouts for those. Yeah. Um, fun fact about just kind of our before we jump into the fitness side of things because I feel like we're doing some housekeeping right now. Yeah. Um, fun fact about the uh, some of our numbers are. I don't know what it is about this one. <laughs> Maybe it's just the name because it's a fun name, but the. Um, History number eight, which is named Meanwhile in Middle Earth, um, <laughs> has just got a ton of listens. Late just recently? Yeah, but it's kind of funny to me because I'm like, this how, is... are you, how are you listening to that one and not all of the ones prior to that? Sometimes some of the podcasts just come in in a weird order or it's the uh, algorithm, right? Based on what someone's like looking for. But I put like number eight on it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, I, I think some people don't really. It's not really. 
I mean, yeah, it's history, right? You probably need a little bit of a backstory before you jump into meanwhile in middle earth but right i think it's i think it's safe to to kind of go into it and just kind of oh okay and then maybe go back and listen to the other ones yeah i guess that's true because i i I mean i've done that on podcasts yeah i've jumped in and then been like "Mm, i should go back and listen to some other ones yeah yeah (laughs) uh meanwhile middle earth is that the one all about the sindar yeah yeah yep yeah, that's the one that we we jumped back after talking about Feanor being a massive dick. Yeah, for the second time. For the second time. <laughs> well, I mean, second time that that was the topic was yeah. Feanor's dick, right? Yeah. I um, first time I, we talked about it. Yeah. Well, and what I need to do <laughs> is um, I need to I really need to find because this is the other thing that I want to put on Patreon. I need to find the full video that Ariel shot of me talking about the horses. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> like I need to find that full video uh, or no, not the horses. The the one talking about uh, elves and men of the third age being pansies. Right. That's the one I need to find that because I, I don't know where it is, but I think it would be fun to be like post that on Patreon and be like, this is what started it all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, uh, how did you come up with this show? Yeah, I yeah. ranted. Somebody filmed it, and then I sent it to Carlos, and yeah. he said we should do this thing. Yeah, I said <laughs> actually, I said you should do this thing. You, you did, but and, you know, and then Ariel was like, "I don't want to do this anymore with you." <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's only a certain extent. You know, when it comes to like the character profiles and stuff, it's really fun. But like the history, setting this up the way that we did, yeah, um, you know, the, the history was just a little bit more difficult to for like Ariel to really get involved in because she doesn't know it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, which is fun to have, but at the same time, like but like I said, she could always jump in and just kind of ask the questions that yeah, you know, that we don't think about that oh, other people absolutely. might ask, right? So yeah, I think it's that would be fun. That would be a nice little Patreon um having you know. her jump back in on some of them. No, I was just gonna say, like, if a you know, select a random Patreon tier person, right? Uh-huh. And say, hey, if you're interested, like we're gonna do this, you know, if you're interested in being a part of it to ask questions or to, you know, input, yeah. right? No, that's like, a good point. Feel free to, you know, we'll select one random person a month or something like that. That would be fun. I mean, I have it set up that like I would I, I kind of want to do um uh like ask me anything. Yeah type of things um but like we have to have enough people right yeah um so anyway how's uh how's fitness um fitness is okay i can't remember what i did i know i did i mean i did the turn workout um, right. i don't think we've we haven't talked about it on this no we haven't we, no so. no because i just posted it yeah you just so. posted it so this will probably be what two weeks from that that this gets posted no, this is going to be way like like two months. Oh, this this podcast is going to be two months from yeah, now because we All still right. have we still have <laughs> we've got like two we've got two we could take a vacation and yeah seriously we should, it's, we should it's take great. a vacation yeah <laughs> <laughs> we should we should let time catch up to our podcast. Well, I mean that's kind of why I'm thinking maybe on the next one we do a we we do a Ring of Doom one because yeah. that that's just like that's just an extra that we throw on Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. um well 
and uh, two months ago, <laughs> two, about two months ago, I did the turn workout. Right. Um, and yeah, so that was that was one that I did. Uh, I did the, uh, the LA one, which hasn't been posted or might have been posted by the time uh, this actually airs. It'll be posted by the time. This um, so the workout you sent me was <laughs> 35 deadlifts at 305 pounds oh for owlay yes. for owlay right yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah let me go yeah sorry i'm just kind of jumping around um so yeah the owlay one that i did yesterday uh we'll start with that one 35 uh 35 deadlifts at 305 was the workout you had sent me mm-hmm. uh two minute rest mm-hmm. and then 35 shoulder to overhead at 165 at 165 yeah um that didn't happen at that weight, <laughs> right? I thought maybe 275. Um, so I did that and that you know, I was like, no, nah, that's not gonna be good. Yeah. Um, did two 255, which was good, right? Okay. I didn't it wasn't too taxing. I could do like five at a time. Good. Uh that's kind of the point. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, and then um did the two minute rest and I did my uh shoulder to overhead at uh 135 okay how'd you feel about that two minute rest went by way too quickly uh honestly i think if you redo it if you post it and and i think you could do it as just back to back just okay because you're honestly you're resting and if you do that two minute rest it tends to make people think like oh i'm supposed to go fast right right okay and then and then um yeah don't go fast right uh, you know do something do something heavy right that you could right. do five times and right, then right, right. after your fifth rep or on your fourth rep or even on your third rep you're like fuck i gotta drop this weight um you know take a break um definitely i would do it i would do a 20 minute time cap um just because at 305 if you can do 305 you could probably get through it in 20 minutes right if you need to scale it 20 minutes is probably more than enough. Okay. I okay. barely, I barely beat the time cap by like right. 27 seconds. Yeah. You were, you were like 1933. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but a lot of that was just like, I had to like take plates off at the beginning. Um, I went to go get chalk cause I didn't have chalk cause I didn't think I was going to need it, okay. uh, but I definitely needed it for the, for the um, jerks. Um, I ended up doing, push jerks okay yeah um so that was that was fine um I yeah think that's i mean what i would fall i i'm planning on doing the alley workout here soon and i'm sure that's what i would fall back to is is push jerks yeah um so like my suggestion which probably won't make any make any difference because workouts probably gonna be posted before this airs uh <laughs> but i'll i'll make sure that i put a comment on it when yeah. um, you post it um yeah, do something as far as the deadlifts, do something that you could lift five times and you're kind of you're feeling that fourth and fifth rep, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the push jerks or the or the shoulder to overhead, you know, you can you can go heavy if you if you've if you've got a you know you have to have the clean, right? Right. And so that's really going to be what determines how much. Yeah. You can, so if, it's if, the clean if, and the jerk, it's the jerk, really. I was going to say, if you're, if you're, if your clean and jerk is over 225, then you can be pretty heavy. But yeah. like if it's, if it's less than that, like definitely yeah. scale. 
Yeah. If your clean's 225, but your jerk is 165, definitely right. scale, which is, <laughs> which is this right here, right? Um, yeah, 135. I probably lied about the clean, but maybe, I don't know. I forget how much I can clean. Uh, but the jerk is definitely like a 165, 185 max for me. So okay. that was going to be, that was going to be challenging. So I knew, I knew I was going to have to scale that down anyways. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. It's tough, um, but I think if you scale it, I think it's doable. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah I think, I mean, the two-minute the two minute rest thing, too, um, you could leave it in there because it's a nice little break in between the two things just to get yourself, like, set up. Right. Right? Um, but don't, yeah, I would, I would suggest don't, don't view it as a you got to, like, rush through your reps kind of thing right you know get i mean if you you know get through them as fast as you can but don't don't blow yourself up i don't think i even have i'm doing the math right now yeah i don't even have the i don't have enough weight to do 305 i barely have enough weight to do 305 we if i load everything that we have on the bar i Uh have 275 there you go there's your i'll do i'll do 275 for it and then I'll try. I think I can. I think I can pull off 165. I hate re-racking anything more than like 150, but I think I can do 165. On yeah, that. we'll so, see. see. Let's yeah. see if you can do your own workout. I know, right? <laughs> so I, I know. Let's see if I can do my own workout, or if I'm Dave Castro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I forget. I I know I did something else this week. Well, well so so how was Turin? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Turin, Turin was good. I like Turin. Um, I gave you my edits about it, and I think you put them in there. I think you changed it a little bit, uh, a little bit I went, more. Too. I went to five minutes instead of four minutes. Did you do it? I haven't done it yet. Oh, you haven't done it. Mm-mm. Why? So why'd you go to five minutes? Um, I just like that number more. I don't know. Like it, it just like it, it seemed to fit in my head a little bit more. Um, I mean, a 200 meter run, you're still looking at about a minute. Once you get tired, it's going to be like 90 seconds. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so like that, and then you've got enough time to, to do the other stuff. And if you're doing it RX, that keeps it in kind of that 35 to 45 minute window. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, um, so, and so I did, I did the box jump. I did the burpee box jumps, which. And that's the thing. So, that's what's going to take the longest, right? That That is going to take the longest. And honestly, if you really wanted to make it off one, I think I suggested this, which you didn't take me up on it is put the burpee box jumps at the end. Oh, because yeah, all yeah. that other stuff <laughs> isn't, isn't really that difficult. It's, it's not that it's not difficult, but it's not as taxing as the burpee box jump overs. Right. And so you kind of get through those things quick. This was my reasoning for, for suggesting that. Right. You'd get through those things quick and then you're and then just, just slug through the end. Then you just have to slug through the end. You know, I ended up doing 10 rounds total of running okay. um, at four minutes. Right. We had a right. four minute right, uh, right, right. clock. Um, and so that's what, 2000 meters. So 2K. Would, yeah. Yeah. So what would you say? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. <clears throat> Um, how did you feel about, uh, did, did you take a look at my, my scaling options in the actual, uh, I didn't see your scaling. What were your scaling? Oh yeah. 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 Um, 
So I did a burpee, burpee to, to a target. Burpee to target. Yep. And then I did like V ups if you don't have a bar. Yep. yep. And then um, I did like uh, push presses if you're not comfortable with doing like dumbbell snatches. Yeah. Or if you don't, what if you don't have a dumbbell? So if you don't have a dumbbell, like if you have, if you have a barbell, then I would say do push presses. Yeah. Right. Um, or if you have a kettlebell and you don't like doing kettlebell snatches, cause I think they're the worst thing on the fucking yeah. planet. Um, then also you can do like just any sort of shoulder to overhead movement. Yeah. Right. And, and it doesn't have to be alternating. You can do like five on one side, five on the next or, or whatever. Yeah. I like the alternating cause it's just a little bit more of a challenge like, on that one. I like alternating on snatches, like dumbbell snatches anyway, because yeah. I just like that movement, like yeah. being able to go up and then drop it back down, go up with the other side. It just feels better. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I think those, yeah, those, those scaling options are, they're good. And so like, that's really, cause we, we had discussed that is like in the actual, like, you know, um, bulk of the, the, the post to put those scaling options and not just say like, this is what it should be, but to actually put like, Hey, if you're going to scale, scale this specific way. Yeah. And it's, and it's, and it's also for anyone who feels like you can't do it. I'm completely out of, you know, my, um, prime shape, which isn't really prime at all. It's prime for me. Right. right? But that's what, uh, that's what matters. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just out of the habit of working out regularly. Like I was when we were working out together. Right. right. Um, and you know, you know, I could, I could lift the, you know, 305, I, I hit that plus, right? Because I think right. we we have about like 315 or 320 in weight. Um, and so I was able to hit that one time. Right, right. Right. Could I do 305 35 times? Probably not. Yeah. Um, if I was working out more and, you know, I had a higher, you know, higher one rep max for my deadlift, maybe. But, right. Um, but that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like most CrossFit workouts. It's like all this stuff is just like, ah, man, I can't do that. Right. It's like, yeah, but you can scale it. And, and, and all that matters really is, is doing the work, right. And doing those particular movements. Right. So if you can't deadlift, you know, 305, right. You can't, if you can't deadlift 255, like scale it down, like scale it down to something that is manageable for you. Yeah. Um, if well, you're that's like, why I even put like the V ups in there because hey, there's a lot of people out there that don't have anywhere to hang from to do like knee. Oh, well, I have, even. I have that, but I can't. Right. do You know, I could do no, toes to bars, but like, fuck, man, like getting like, those toes to bars one thing, but like if you don't even have a spot to do knee raises at, yeah. then you know uh, the the best thing I can do if I'm programming this type of stuff is giving people that option of like lay on the ground, do V ups. If V ups aren't working, lay on the ground, do sit ups. Yeah. It's all about the, it's all about the movement, right? Right. So you're, you know, the toes to bars, V ups, it's all an ab movement, right? So you're, that's what you're trying to focus on and trying to get, Mm -hmm. um, in that. Yeah. I did that entire workout scaled. Yeah. Right. Which is great for the, for the most part with that, except for the burpee, you know, burpee over the box. Uh, but I did, you know, I did the knee raises, which I probably 
shouldn't have because i could have done the toes to bars it would have taken me a lot longer but right um, but that's the thing too right is we like i try to give a time frame for people to know that like yeah maybe you can do all of this rx but if it takes you an hour and a half then that's not the point no yeah you don't want to do it for an hour yeah uh because yeah the other yeah the thing with it is if if you know if you're doing it for an hour then that means you've done, was it 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 50, was it 12, you know, 12 rounds of running at least, you know, another half an hour, you know, 2,400 meters. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like you shouldn't be doing like a 5k run. Um, So like, yeah, if you can't, if there's a movement in it, like skip if if you can do everything else rx then and, and you can do those relatively quickly then do those movements right right rx right whatever yeah. you can do rx do rx if you can't do it rx don't do it rx yeah um you know if you're someone like melissa who you know wants to do it rx because she wants to be able to get the score on beyond the whiteboard None of these things are on beyond the whiteboard, right? <laughs> so you can't really nerd out with it, right? So it's not really going to affect your score on beyond the whiteboard. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's the point of it. It's just the workout. Yep. Yep. It's just, it's, it's moving and it's being a part of like doing, you know, even if it's just like once a week or like twice a month, which is kind of how we end up putting it out. Right. Yeah. Like if, if twice a month you're doing one of these really like tough you know, our, our Tolkien hero workouts. Yeah. Right. Then, then that's great. And then just keep doing whatever it is that you're doing any other day. Yep. Um, I got better. Did you? I, I had three days. In nice. What? I, worked out. I know consistency felt good. <laughs> um, how, how many, how many times do you have to do something for it to become a routine again? <laughs> Three days. Three days. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been nice though. Like ever since we actually got kind of our garage set up, yeah. Because now that we have like a garage gym, it's so much easier. Yeah, it, it's so much easier to just be like, like I, I remember when I first started working out, it, it was a detriment. I like having a garage gym was a bad thing for me because I just constantly said like, Oh, I can do it later. Oh, I can do it later. Oh, it's right there. But now it's like, no, I need that. Like I, I won't go anywhere. Yeah. Like I just won't because I, like, I'm so busy doing other things. Yeah. Like I won't go anywhere else to work out right now. So having it in the garage is awesome. Yeah. 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 Um, I just need to get back. I, what I need to do for myself is just get back in the habit of doing it in the morning. Yeah. So, but it's usually like sleep, working out. Right. Sleep yep. usually wins. Ariel Ariel has had this obsession with us using our weight vests lately, which has uh, not been a lot of fun. No. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's good. Glad um, I don't have one of those. Yeah, we have weight vests and a sandbag. So the other day we did a weight vest and sandbag Ooh, workout. You know what? I wouldn't mind having a sandbag. Sandbags are nice, man. Yeah. I mean, the the one that I have, it's like you can basically it's made for anywhere from like 25 to 75 pounds. Uh-huh. And two years ago, three years ago, no, it was longer ago than that. I think it was like four years ago when I bought it. Uh-huh. It had 75 pounds of sand in it, and it probably has closer to like 45 pounds now. Just because it's 
just because it's, it's ripped out yeah yeah like it just like yeah that's it, the thing about those it's like we may oh, we actually make a mess yeah we actually had to make some for uh the police academy mm. but we made them out of like tire tubes and stuff oh um yeah. yeah, they they just like I mean, no matter what, no matter how careful you are with them and everything else, like they just make a mess. None of my bags, so like it has two bags inside, and yep. then it's got the bag outside, right? None of my bags are actually ripped; they just leak. Yeah, like it, it just like it just does. So there's it's not a whole do. lot you can do about it. It's what they do. Yeah, and you get all dirty when you carry them because it leaks all over you and gets on your sweaty body and all that fun stuff but i mean that's 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 the frustrating thing about sandbags right is they leak i mean they're fun they're great they you can use them in a million different ways and they're odd objects and they're they're good to move but yeah they're a pain yeah you know what else is a pain what ale <laughs> nice i led Love that it. one I, I have a feeling like i felt like i i steered this conversation <laughs> right into the segue that i wanted you know what you know what you know what always loses our segue though us what? talking about the segue yeah uh, damn it next time next time we, we do that every time though we're like oh such a great segue <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good. Uh, yeah, man. Ale, uh, ale was just the complete worst. I mean, yes and I, no. Yes and no, right? I, I. So, well, it's kind of it's. You know, I'm glad that we were we're actually talking about this because um, there was a Reddit post about you know dark elves, right? Okay. And you know, are they e- like it was? It was actually a post about like our our elves evil right or can they choose to be evil okay. um and um someone had commented about dark elves like well there's dark elves and i had to like reply to it and be like well dark elves aren't really dark in the term like sinister right, right. it's not it's not the norse mythology version right. of dark elf right and ale is referred to as the dark elf because he just liked hanging out at nighttime right right and he was a i mean he was a Quendi. yeah Right. He never, and that, and that was the other thing that I said, right. It also refers to the elves who never saw the light of the two trees of Eleanor. Right. So, you know, all the Sindar elves are technically dark elves. Right. Um, except for Thingol. Thingol. Uh, so it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's, and I it's don't, word. it's I mean, kismet. It's kismet that we're, we're talking about ale at this point. Right. Yeah. Just well, kinda, and, you know, there, there are definitely parts of ale and, and we'll probably get to this that I'm like, no, I mean, he's kind of got a point. No, he does. I think you he's know? got, I think he's got a hundred percent point. And yeah. I think he's just, there are things about him that are dickish, right? Oh yeah. But I mean, yeah, he's an asshole. His attitude kind of reasons behind it. Yeah. His attitude towards the Noldor are, I think, justified for what yeah. he, for how he feels. Right. So well, that's, yeah. Cause that's the difference, right? Like we're looking at, so I, I call, I call Feanor an asshole. And I call Ale an asshole. They're assholes in two very different ways. Yeah. Feanor's an asshole because he believes he is the best and he's entitled and he has all, you know what I mean? Like it, he's just, he's that type of asshole. Ale's an asshole because of kind of the hand that he was dealt and the, like the environment that was like forced on him essentially. 
Yeah, I just I don't think he was an asshole. I think he was. I mean, I don't know. We, he's kind we of to, an asshole. He's kind of an asshole. His son's the bigger. His son's a bigger asshole. Well, yeah. Well, right? his son's just kind of his son's kind of creepy, and then he becomes more of a dick. I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Um, all right. So we where we left off in our last history, though, we left yeah. off with Adrahel leaving Gondolin. Mm-hmm. Right. So she bounced. We talked about this a little bit, so I'm not going to go too much over it. But she left. She left with a whole guard of people. She was saying that she was going to go visit <laughs> her her kindred, um, you know, because it was Feanor's um, sons. She was going to go visit them. Right. Uh, she was going to go visit her brothers. That's that's the wasn't it. She was going to go visit Finrod. No, I think she or no, was it Finrod. Who is in Navrost? No, wait. Am I, no, that's not what I'm thinking. Never mind. Mm, yeah. Um, she was, she was going to go one way, and then she's like, no, we're not going that way. We're going to go see. Right. So and so. We're going to go see these people. And he's like, well, the, and her like group of people was like, well, the only way that we can do this if we, is if we go all the way around Toriath. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they're not going to let us through. And she's like, cool, let's do it. And then in that, they go through kind of that perilous realm. Yep. Right. Where they get scattered. Um, and so she takes off, she ends up in the, in the woods, um, and is found by our good friend, Ale, the dark elf. Um, now it is said that her life there was not right. Wholly unpleasant. It wasn't wholly against her will either. Now. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like he like bewitched her. I mean, right? he kind of did, though, because in the wording specifically where it says it wasn't wholly like on like what she wanted, then like that makes me think that there was a little bit of because I'm pretty sure he actually says that there was a little bit of an enchantment there. Oh, maybe. Um, and so like there was a little bit, but it wasn't like completely forcing you. But at the same time, kind of forcing you kind of you, you kind of didn't. But you kind of did, but you yeah. kind of didn't. Like it, it, it wasn't a healthy relationship. We'll right. Put it that way. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get more. We'll get uh uh more to that later, right? Mm-hmm. So they're they're in the woods, right? And they've been in there for a little while. They're they're chilling in the woods. And essentially, what we're going to do here in this episode is we're going to go over about a hundred year span. Right. So I'm going to talk, but I want to go through all of these things kind of um, categorically uh, because they're all happening within the same time period. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't want to be like this happened and then jump to the next thing and then jump back to that story. So um, what happens is, is they're living in the woods now. Um, Ale basically tells her like, hey, so there are really only two things like two rules that I have one, you don't go out in the sun, which like that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sucks for us. Right. right it right. would suck for us. Right. But again, right. like they were born under the stars. Right. Right. I, right. You know, they, in most of like this, the stories that we read from like the Lord of the Rings, right. Most of what they do is at night. Right. So and- the fact that like the Noldor, like call him dark elf. Right. As if it's like a term of like, like an insult. It's like you guys kind of also like, like 
you like the stars you right. love the stars right well and like he he is a little bit like i mean not to the same extent but he's a little bit like morgoth in the fact that like one of the reasons why he really hates the noldor is because the only reason why the sun exists is because of them right yeah. like the only reason why now that's like in his own mind because it actually was also created for men because right. the whole idea was men were going to be weak and they needed they, they needed, needed kind the... of a, a reprieve of the darkness right. right um but he blames the noldor he blames the noble noldor for that he blames the noldor for the return of morgoth which again like pretty much their fault yeah um then mm. in man way yeah <laughs> pretty it's that's man way's fault yeah <laughs> um and and all of that stuff so he holds the noldor responsible for a lot of that right but it does say again like her life wasn't wholly unpleasant they would go on walks under the starlight and moonlight and you know they they enjoyed their time together and all of that but at the same time she's not allowed to go under the sun right? right and she is not allowed to have any relations with the noldor yeah. at all so yeah for someone who hates the noldor so much it's interesting that one? he married one right yeah right yeah, yeah. um yeah i i think that's really weird too uh, <laughs> i was thinking about that as well um so they're married right Right. And, you know, most most married people uh, tend to have a kid that you happens know? That's, on occasion. That's the next thing that they do. Right. That's the next part of married life for most yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and they have a kid who uh, is later called Maglin by his father. Mm-hmm. Right. But that's not until what he's like 12. Yeah. So yeah. like for the first part of his life, his dad would just say, hey, you yeah. <laughs> get over here son <laughs> yeah uh but his mom actually didn't name him um it's, uh, she gave him a name that she wasn't able to to call him in front of her father because right. it was a it was a uh noldorian name i guess yeah what's the word for it yeah I quenya? Mean, it, was, quenya? it was in quenya yeah yeah uh and his name was uh Lo- lomian lomian which means child of twilight which I mean makes yes. sense, right? Yes. Because they can only go out at night. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. That's that's a that's the perfect name for him. Now his dad's name for him was a little bit weirder. Because Sharp Glance. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like that just tells you, you right know, out the gate that Ale was like already kind of like jealous and mistrusting of his own son. Or it was the fact that he didn't name his son for the longest time. And so whenever he called him, he gave him a sharp glance. <laughs> anytime, he, anytime he said, hey, you, he was just like, yeah. 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 I like it. He's like, oh, okay. His name is Sharp Glance. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like uh, that. I like that reasoning. Right? I mean, that that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense to me in my mind. That's why he named him Shark. And and it's it's funny because we're actually and maybe it's because of the fact that it's Quenyan and and one that language is pretty much outlawed in all of Balerian, right? Yep. Fingal has already outlawed that language. Yeah. Um, and two, um, Ale doesn't allow it to be spoken because it's the language spoken by the Noldor. But it is funny that we we in the book we call him Meglin. 
He's never, ever, ever called Lomian. No. He's only ever called Meglin. And that was a kind of shitty name that his dad gave him at 12 years old. Which is probably because of his history, his ultimate history, right? Right. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, yeah. This I mean, isn't a Meglin. Um, Morgoth, uh, Morgoth was Melkor, right? That's right. That's so, true. Good point. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's, and it's, and the other thing about Ale too is, is that like during this entire time, like he's still very much, uh, you know, he, he went to live apart from like Doriath, but it's still in, Dor- in Doriath, I think. Well, it's outside of Doriath, it's but just outside of Doriath, but very close to it. But he's still like, you know, he refers to Thingol as the king of, you know, all right. this, right? Right. Um, Anyways, yeah, he was uh, he was a part of Thingol's realm. He was yeah. a part of his people. Um, and I think he does still like he he doesn't respect or or give any credence to the Noldor. But I yeah. think one hundred percent he is still his like, allegiance is to Thingol. Yeah, he's still yeah. loyal to Thingol. I yeah. don't think him living in the woods or being a dark elf changes that at all. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Which is again gets back to that whole point like that was just a name that was given to him right right the other reasoning for dark elf too is he fashioned like a suit of armor for himself out of like some which is pretty black metal cool yeah yeah like like again this is not a this is not an er air arrow or ale ale like character profile but i mean it goes into a little bit of like the history here is he spent a lot of time with the dwarves right yeah he loved the dwarves. He spent time in Belagost and in um, Narog, right? Like he actually spent time there. Yeah. Um, they had an amazing relationship with each other. And well, they learned. He learned a lot from them. Right. He learned a ton from them because he was he was a he was a smith himself, right? Right. And so he ends up crafting, you know, two swords. Right, Anglicel, the one uh-huh. that we've we've spoken of in Turin. Um, and Anguriel. Yeah. Just um, like, they're just really, really, and then his armor itself, right, right? right? Like, and his armor was made out of that same metal. It was that meteorite metal that he basically like was able to form into a type of steel yeah. essentially. And, and just like, but it was black. It had yeah. like no sheen to it. It was just like, it's just like this dark, darkness yeah <laughs> like on him and like everything that he like that he learned he taught his son right yep so his son also you know uh l- learned all this smithing smithcraft from his father but like you know he also learned from his mother uh like the history of you know her mother's side of the family right mm-hmm. and he learned and he heard about gondolin Right, right from his mother right um you know she never said where it is she never told him where it is right um because you know she's sworn not to right which was um, a frustration for Meglin. right like that was frustrating for him but, and, but no. you know after some time he's just like i don't i don't want to i don't want to live here in the woods anymore i want to i want to go to gondolin i'm you know i'm essentially a prince of the Noldor, which he right. is, right? Because he's Turgon's nephew. Right. Um, well, and that was one of the things that kind of led him to that too, right? Is he also knew that um, through his mom, right. Turgon had no heir. Right. Ding, right? ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> Turgon had no heir because he had a daughter and his wife died in the crossing. Mm-hmm. 
right? So his wife was one of the ones that died during the crossing of the Helcorax. Very, very sad yep. um, situation. But so, and Turgon was never going to remarry. Like that was not a thing that he was going to do. Um, that was not a thing most elves did. Right. Like yeah. they, they really were like a main life type of thing. Yeah. Finway is the only one. Yeah. I, I guess think. he is the only one that we know of that has done that. Huh? Yeah. And yeah. there's, I guess there's a reason for it. Oh, I guess yeah. there's not because the second marriage produced the better kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but the, uh, you know, that was, that was something in his head too, is he's like, okay, this place is beautiful. It's this amazing city. It's all this really cool stuff. And I might be King one day. Yeah. Like sign okay. me up. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he convinces his mom one day when his dad's out, um, you know, I don't know he's either hunting or he's away. I think he went to Belagos. Okay. Yeah. And so he convinces her. You know, you can't tell me where it is, but, you know, you could, you know, I will you be your guard. Me. Yeah, you can guide me and I'll be your guard. Right. Yeah. And I'll protect you. Mm-hmm. And so they take off. Right. Um, and uh, Ale comes back sooner than they thought he would. Yeah. And he finds them. Which gone. always happens. Right. And he finds them gone. Yeah. Um, and I think he's able to find their like tracks or whatever. Well, and so what, what happens is, is they're, they're, as they're going, they're running into like Ale's friends, right? And they're just like, hey, like, I know, you know, normally we don't travel this way, but we're going to visit this person, right? Yeah. And like, I know we're not usually out at night, but we're going to go visit this person. And Ale just kind of follows that trail, uh-huh. right? Of all of these other Moriquendi. I won't call them dark elves because I feel like that's a negative connotation, right? But all of these other Mori Quendi, these Sindar that are there that know Ale and, and you know, they, they have a good relationship with him. He comes across them and he's like, hey, have you seen the white lady of Gondolin? And they're like, oh, yeah, she went that way. Um, and so he's basically under this impression that they are going to the sons of of. Um, Feanor. Yeah. Right. So they're going to the sons of Feanor. Corifin um, and who's the other one? Corifin and Kelagor. Uh, no, Kenethir. Karathir. Karanthir. Yeah. Um, so those two <clears throat> live kind of northeast of where they North, are. Northwest. Oh, see, because I thought it was northeast because then northwest is Gondolin. Well, that's where they're heading to. They're heading okay. towards Gondolin. So they're that's going right. They're going they have to north... pass through Kurafin's Car- uh, area. Kurfin, well, it's Kurafin and Karanthir's. I think it's a, like a joint. Their joint realm. realm. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, because they have kind of a joint realm. And then Maglin and, um, or not Maglin, um, Maglor and Maithros have kind of a joint realm. Joint realm. And, yeah. 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 So they're, so they're, yeah, they're, they're traveling that way. And, uh, and so he, he ends up getting to, um, to where uh, Karanthir is or or Kurofin. Kurofin. I think I combined it. Right. I know. And, um, and he gets captured. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause they, you know, he was, they had already got, they had already left by the time he gets there. 
Right. Um, and Kerfin has this, you know, conversation with him. He doesn't like him, right? Right. He doesn't like is, the Noldor. This is kind of that spot where I'm like, where I'm reading and I'm just like, Aeol's mm, got some good points. Here. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really say anything. Aeol doesn't really say anything uh, that would outwardly express his feelings about the Noldor, right? right? I think they all know that he doesn't like them because right. they all don't like him either. Right. right and so he you know he actually calls him lord right he calls you know kurofin lord right um and and but kurofin's kind of a haughty asshole and says dark elf yeah he's kind of a dick yeah. um oh i should have i should have pulled it out because i was reading it and i was rereading it and um you know that entire exchange uh between them was really good actually why don't you go ahead why don't you go ahead and i'm gonna grab my book i'm gonna all right gonna... yeah 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 yeah, so um, I mean, it is great, right? Because um, that that whole time, like, essentially, he's he runs into Kurofin's men, and he's just like, "Hey, I'm just passing through. Like, I'm not like I'm not chilling here or anything like that. I'm just going and following somebody else." And they're like, "Oh, you've got to come to our king, right?" And this whole time, he's just like, "Well, first of all, I don't like acknowledge that he's a fucking king. I don't acknowledge that this is even your realm." Right. right. Um, but he does get brought forward to him. He is as as um, probably a little bit sarcastic, but, you know, as appeasing and mannersome as he can be. Um, but they have this conversation. Yeah. And and so so I guess what it was. So it was Caligorm and Kurofin. That's the that's the okay. Caligorm Kurofin joint realm. Right. Right. Um, um Adrahel arrives there with with Maglin, right. but they don't find them because they're out, right? And yep. so by the time they come back, Ale has already kind of Ale's gotten there, right. right? And so you know he asks him, he's like, you know, what Aaron have you here, Dark Elf, right? Yeah, like you know he starts it off in a dickish way. Yeah, he's just being an asshole right yeah, at the gate, which makes sense because of who his father is, right? Um, and he's like, you know, you don't travel, well, you don't, and, and you don't also- usually travel. You know, also, under the know sun. That, we also know that Kelligorm and Kurofin are kind of the most dickish of the sons. Yeah. Like we see them being assholes a lot. Yeah. Like throughout. Um, so I think they've taken the most of Feanor and like really embodied him. Run with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he says, you know, he says, I've learned, Lord Kurofin, that my son and my wife have ridden uh, to visit you while I was from home. And it seemed to me fitting that I should join them on this errand, right? Mm-hmm. Not really letting him know no. that his wife's taken off on him, right? Yeah. With her, with his kid, right? And that he's trying to chase them down so he can bring them back, right? He's just like um, they went, and um, I came home early, so I wanted to come as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they weren't expecting me home, but I came home early so that I could meet up with them on this journey. Yeah, and he tells him he's like, nah, that's not what they're doing, right? They're 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 leaving you. Right. Or they're they're not they weren't coming here, right? right. It, well, because he basically says, like, they're either lying to you or they're lying to me. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and so he asks him, he's like, Can I leave? You know, um, you know, so I could find out what's actually going on, where they're going. Right. right. And he's like, um, so they have this conversation. And the thing that I wanted to bring out was, you know, um, you know, Kurfin essentially tells him, like, it's better if you leave, right? Right. It's better for the both of us if you leave. But he says, uh, 
you know, do not flaunt the title of your wife before me. For those who steal daughters of the Noldor and wed them without gift or leave, do not gain kinship with their kin. Yeah. I've given you leave to go. Take it and be gone. By the laws of the Eldar, I may not slay you at this time. And this counsel I add, return now to your own dwelling in the darkness of Nan Elmoth. For my heart warns me that if you now pursue those who love you no more, never will you return thither. Yeah. Um, so he's basically telling him, like, just go back home, dude. Yeah. Like, they, if, they if, you, if, if you go after them, nothing's good's going to come of it, and you're not ever going to go back home. Yeah, it's, it's, they left. Let them leave. Now, he's doing this all in an asshole way, right? Yeah. He's not being friendly about no. this. It's, it's very much like, she's too good for you anyway. Yeah. Like, let her go back to her people because you don't deserve her. Yeah. Right. Um, so it, it's a very asshole way to do it, but he is giving him a very good warning. Yeah. Which, you know, which really all in the way he gives it to him really pisses him off more and right. actually makes him go like the, the desire to go find his wife actually, I think, increases a little bit more. Yeah. After he says that. Yeah. And um, so, so through all of this. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're going right. Like, um, Meglin and Adrahel, like they're, they're still on their way to Gondolin. Right. And they get to the point where they're, um, they, they get to the dry river mm-hmm. right now. They disappear at that point, but Aeol move quick enough that he was, as he was going, every time they kind of disappeared, he would be able to see them again because of her being the white lady, right? right. That's just like who she is. But the but at the point where they like disappear into the dry river, right? Mm-hmm. And, into the hidden pass, like it's the, it's the horses that they're riding. Yep. Um, yeah. The neighing. The neighing of the horses that his horse hears, I think. Yep. Yep. And that happens a lot. Yeah. Where it's another uh, horse that hears it, because that yeah. ha- happens with Orme when Orme first finds the elves. It's his horse that hears them first. Yeah, yeah, good old horses. I know. Yeah, and so he, like, his horse hears them, and he's able to follow. Now he gets to the point where he's at, you know, where kind of that secret entrance is, and it does take him a minute, right? It, it, he doesn't immediately find it. It, it takes him a little bit um, to the point where uh, they are already received by um Turgon right so she's home Turgon is a happy older brother very excited that she's there she kind of omits how much or at least from what we get she kind of omits how much of an asshole like Aeol is and like her life has not been awesome it's uh-huh. not been horrible but it's not been awesome right um but she says look at my son who by the way at this point in like years of the sun is like 90 years old right um but you know he's an elf so you know he's he's young still um and the first thing that uh meglin sees is his cousin yeah and he falls hard and that's not a thing that elves do Nope. Right. Like that is elves not don't a thing. elves do not marry their cousins. No, they don't. And and you know we <laughs> they don't marry so close of cousins. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's kind of what it says, right? Is that in in the Noldor society, it was it was not a thing done, yeah. right? Cousins that close, relatives that close, family that close did not marry. Right. Um. And 
like Maglin was not uh, as soon as he like fell for her and realized that that wasn't okay. Like he became a very different person. Yeah. Like he was always kind of grumpy and moody and you know, his mean, his name means sharp glance, but like that really like, I feel like just kind of hardened his heart. Yeah. It Uh, also, it also forever kind of grossed Idrahil out. Right. It made it. No, was it? No, it's not Idrahil. It's a, what's her name? That's her name. Isn't it? Idril. 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 Yeah. Idril. Um, yeah, that was, uh, I, I mean, and it, it just made it worse for her. Right. Like if, if, and, and, and the only reason why she knew it is because she had that, that Galadriel thing where she knew his thoughts essentially. Um, and she was just like, yeah, no, like not creep factor 11. (laughs) Um, so, so, you know, when, when, uh, air, air to hell, it's air to hell. That's the sister. Ardrahill. Ardrahill. I've been saying it um, when, when, you know, she first gets there and he, pre- and she presents Maglin um, as, you know, Turgon's nephew. Right. Um, stoked. Yeah. Turgon stoked. Yeah. Um, you know, all this is going on as you know, cause they had just gotten there. Ale's right behind them. Right. Mm-hmm. And he finds his way into the hidden past, but gets captured. Right. Cause he right. doesn't have leave to be there. And he tells them I am following my wife and my son. Right. My wife, Adrahel, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ardrahel. Um, and, um, you know, the, the guards bring news to Turgon saying, hey, there's this guy out here saying he's married to your sister. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, this dude? Uh... Yeah. Which, you know, she just came here with a son, right? There's got to right. be a, there's got to be a father there's somewhere, a, there's, right? There's a dad somewhere. There's a dad somewhere. Um, and she goes, yeah, I was, yeah, that is my husband. Like, and so, and, you know, so Turgon, you know, accepts him, you know, where, where Kurfin told him, you can't just like take our women and then call right. yourself our kin. Right. Right. Turgon is the complete opposite. Yeah. Turgon like welcomes him. He's like, I feel like Turgon has always been that person he, too. Yeah. Like yeah. in every situation, he's always a well, very because he's not person. a he's not the f- fucking kid of Feanor, right? right he's right. not one of Feanor's kids. No, he's a he's a child of Fingolfin, which yeah. makes it a lot better, <laughs> right? Um, and so and so he totally w- welcomes him as a kinsman, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, he tells them he's like, "Hey, welcome to Gondolin. Yeah, you c- you can't leave, right? Sadly, um, sadly, you so, can't go home. <laughs> yeah, my laws uh, here say you can't leave. Once you've seen right. it, you can't leave." Right. Um, and this is where uh Ale um becomes even more of a dick, right? This is right. where he is a dick, right? And he's like, Well, and this is where I think you might also agree with what he says because right. he, it's got a point. He's like, you know, you're not the you're not the king. You may you right. may call yourself a king, but you're not my king, right? My king is Thinkle. Right. right. And you guys have taken my lands. Yeah. You have no um, rights to this place. Yeah. You have no rights to be here. I don't recognize your law. Right. Um, you just came here. You took places. You set like boundaries on your own. Um, but these were the land of t- the Teleri before right. you got here. Um, and he the just kind of go- who you slaughtered. Yeah. Right? And he kind of goes. Yeah. And that's the other thing he adds. Right. He's like, I, you know you kin slay you you slayed my kin right you're right. kin slayers 
which he didn't have a part in any of that. No, right? Turgon didn't have a part in that, but he's Noldor. And he's Noldor. Like, that's the story that the, the entire Sindar had been told. Right. And, you know, Turgon, you know, tells him, he's like, you know, you live in, in this part of, you know, uh, Beleriand, right? Which has been defended by the Noldor, right? Right. Maglor you know, and Maglin, or, yeah. or Maglor you and you wouldn't have whatever. the peace yeah. that you have if it wasn't for Noldor, right? Right. Um, you know, um, and if it wasn't for us, you'd be a thrall in the pit of you know, uh, Angbad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you could either live here, um, or you could die, right? right. And um, you know, Maglin, Mag, and he gave the same choice to Maglin, right? Right. You could either live here, you could die. Right. right. Um, and Maglin wanted to live there. Yeah. And, you know, Ale was mad. He's like, you're not, you know, like you, you know, what does he say? He says, I'll, I'll die. And for this, he says, um, we'll, we'll choose death or yeah, it's I'll choose death. And I make the same choice for my son. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when he pulls a spear from his cloak and he throws it at Maglin. Right. Right. Cause he's just like, he's like, fuck my ungrateful kid like yeah. basically what he says right so you know this part obviously i don't agree with but a lot of what he said leading up to it it's like nah dude like the guy has a point like yeah now, now uh, of course to the point of of Turgon, he's like well also fuck that like i built this beautiful city like yeah. i built this entire thing whether you think it's mine or not it's mine yeah. like sorry but it is right and you just have to deal with that um so he throws a spear at Maglin and instead Adrahel jumps in front of it. I think we're saying it wrong. Adrahel? Uh, a red hell. Arid hell. Arid hell. Yeah. Arid we were, hell. We were, we were switching. We could also, you know R. what? We could just call her Arfinial because <laughs> that's her other name. That's true. Uh, uh, but anyway, she jumps in front of the spear. Right. And she yeah. she takes it. Um, so as soon as that happens, Turgon's people are on ale. Right. And they're like, all right, like, no, we're, we're done here. They yeah. take them to the high peak and Meglin comes along. Yeah. Right. He he he. She's not dead. Like, she's not dead at this point. She's not dead yet. No, right? she's not dead they, yet. And she actually seemed like she was going to be OK right until they realize well let's get get, let's yeah yeah so well actually no let's talk about it so you know she seemed like she was going to be okay but they didn't realize that the that the spear had been poisoned right and so uh by the time they realized that it was too late she was she was you know she died she ended up dying right um and so you know this is the king's sister right who he loved right who he just got back right um and, and it's Meglin's mother who he definitely loved more than he loved his father right right and so when they're on the cliffside getting ready to toss ale over ale has this whole speech to Meglin, you know saying like betrayer of the father all of these things right and Meglin's yep. just like nah man fuck you well <laughs> here's what he says he says so you forsake your father and his kin ill-gotten son here yeah. shall you fail of all your hopes and here may you yet die the same death as i right 
a, a lot of like all of these elves have this foreshadowing thing, but none of them pay attention to it. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, like none of them pay attention at all. Um, yeah. So he he basically, I mean, he tells Meglin his future. Yeah. This is, this is how you're going to die. Yeah. You know? Like not only is this how you're going to die, you have tons of dreams, tons of ambitions here. I know all of them. None of them are going to happen. Yeah. Like they're just not. Um, and, and he, he doesn't know this part and he leaves this part out, but, and they're not going to happen because of a human. Yeah. Like not another elf, not like, like a human, like that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> sucks for an elf. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So at that point, Aeol is tossed, dies on the rocks below. Right. Yep. Um, that is the end of Aeol, the dark elf, the master forger who created some badass shit. Um, now, so you've got Meglin alone, right? Um, with his uncle. Now his uncle has accepted him, yeah. which is really awesome. And and he's he's you know he's an advisor to his uncle, right? Like he's on his council, and you know he confers with him, and you know Meglin feels like eh, I'm the shit, right? Right. And, um, and we're not going to jump too forward into this story no. because we're going to kind of hop back now, right? Yeah. Uh, because during this same time, we've got a lot of interaction with men and elves. Um, we've got tons of stuff that's happening because at this time, we talked about this last time, right? But this is the time where a lot of men are now coming over the mountains yep. and they're coming into Balerion, right? They're finally getting to the point. This is, this is 350 years after they've been awakened, right? And they're finally getting awoken, awoken, <laughs> awoken. And they're, they're just now, um, after deciding to head towards the sun, they're just now reaching the east. Yep. Right. West or west. Right. Yeah. West. Um, they're just now reaching the west. They're just now getting over those first mountains into Balerion, and then they've got a ton of land to still go. Yeah. Right. But they're getting to the point where it's more populated with, um, with well, at least with with the the Calaquendi, right? Yeah. The the light elves. Um, yeah. We've got a lot of Noldor there. Um, it, it it tells us that they've had a decent amount of experience moving or moving into it with some of the Mori Quendi, some of the dark elves. Yeah. Right. Which and, they learn some kind of language from, right. right. They and, learn some kind of language from it. Fin, Finrod's able to communicate with them based right. on like and, that. And that like that whole thing is that, he, that Finrod realizes like, even though this language of men isn't elvish, it's, it definitely has some elvish roots. Yeah. Right. So it's got these elvish roots in it. So we can figure this out. And men were actually really quick in learning Cinderin. Um, they they learned Cinderin pretty quickly. Uh, again, because of those same like similar roots, right? Those connections. And and a lot of that came from Finrod. Right. Finrod had a lot of communication with men. He loved going out. That's why, you know, we we know him as um um, well, they they named him Gnome, right? right? Which meant, uh, in their language, knowing, right? Um, and uh, which is funny because if we go all the way back, that's what the name for the Noldor were um, at the beginning of his stories um, when Tolkien first wrote. Um, it was about, Nomen? Yeah, they were Nomen. They weren't the Noldor. Yeah. Um, now he changed that later and made this um, kind of the 
the um the genesis of that yeah, yeah the genesis of that name right but they were named that because of their knowledge right and they named finrod that because of the knowledge that he gave to them um now he loved having all of these conversations. He, this is when, and, and I want to go more in depth in this when we talk about men, right? But this is when he has his conversations with um, Andreth uh-huh. and the, the full like conversation of that is in, I believe it's in Morgoth's ring. Um, and it, it's a full debate between um, Finrod and Andreth. Andreth is a wise woman, right? She's yep. uh, part of the house of Beor. Um, and they have this long conversation of what the actual um, nature of men is, right? Because when men, um, when men first were awoken and were moving their way west, they were met by servants of Morgoth. Yep. Right. Now those servants of Morgoth probably appeared to them as maybe elves, maybe other humans, a bunch of other things. We've talked a little bit about it, that we believe that Sauron um, both went to the elves to tell the Sindar about what the Noldor did. Right. But in a very beautified fashion. Um, and probably also went to men. Now, the thing with men is Morgoth had gone. Well, so this is what the conversation is about, right? So Adreth believes that men in creation and in their nature are equal to elves, that they are supposed to be eternal beings, that they are not supposed to die. But because some curse or something happened to them death is a curse right now that's kind of this whole thing is this idea that morgoth has taken something that is a gift and told men that it is a curse right and that creates fear and animosity to that thing right and this was something that tolkien really tried to push was this idea that that in its genesis, um, death was a gift to men. Death was a, a stepping off point, right? As some right. people put it, a stepping off point to something new. Um, it is not something to be feared. But what, what um, Finrod thinks and what is kind of told to us in the Silmarillion it's hinted at at least is that Morgoth, when men first started moving West, uh-huh. he sent servants to tell them like, this is actually what it is that Morgoth has put a curse on your people. And these, these were servants that were supposed to be good to them, you know, knowledgeable people. And they were going and saying like, Morgoth put a curse on humans. You were supposed to live forever. You were supposed to be just like the elves, but you're not. And that scares them, right? Because right. the whole idea is like, it's no longer a gift. It's now a curse. Right. And so they are in this constant struggle of saying that we're not supposed to die. We're not meant to die, but we die and that 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 continues on right through the entirety of Numenor right 
Like that's when we the whole that, reason for the destruction of Numenor. Right. Is this again, this idea again of them going back to this idea that no, no, men are not supposed to die. We're supposed to live forever. Right. Um, and Finrod sees this firsthand with Bayor the Old. Right. Bayor is a good friend. We talked about him already, how he went into service of Finrod in our last episode. After 92 years, um, men actually didn't live that long yet. Right. So it wasn't until the the um, it didn't live as long as Numenorians. Right. It wasn't until the Numenorians that they were granted this extended life. Right. Right. Um, by the Valar. By the Valar. By right? the Val- they were granted this extended life by the Valar. Uh, but in the in and even the Valar at that point had said, you know, you you know, we can't we can't make you live forever. We can't make we you can't live make forever. You eternal. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and and so um Finrod for the first time sees someone die of old age. Now he's dealt with death. That's one of the things that he talks about with um Andreth, right? right? Is the idea that like we've dealt with death, we see people die. You know, but he had never seen somebody die of old age. And he, he doesn't see the decay of life. Exactly. Right? It's the, right. it's the decay of life. And this is where this is where the Valar were trying to protect, um, you know, the Eldar. Right. Right. The, and, and say, you know, you can't go to Middle Earth because it's not permanent. Right. right. Um, you're going to grow tired of it. Right. Right. And of the elves who never ended up going to um, uh to Valinor, right? They essentially become wraiths, right? Yeah. Um, because the the decay of the world is so much of a burden on them that they just kind of lose, you know, themselves a little bit. Right. And and like that's that's a big part of that conversation, too, is this idea of like elves being home on on earth where men feel like they're not right and it's this whole different thing like it's it's a very interesting conversation that we'll get into another time right but he sees the death of Bayor. Huh. um around the same time um not too far after uh Bayor, because remember Bayor dies at around 92 95 something like that yeah um he's Bayor the old and he's actually the oldest at that point living man right which is which is again why this is the first person that fa- uh, that finrod has seen grow old decay and die right right um but around the same time his great 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 grandson barahir is born yeah um he will become incredibly important later on right but it's mostly just wanting to um like emphasize that this person is now born in the same around the same lifetime and in the same vein of Finrod and Finrod that that's important because bear here Bera here uh, becomes very important in the story right moving forward um now at the same time we've got a bunch of different tribes of men right um one of the other tribes is a Haladin the the Haladin are a tribe of men that are led by Hal, Haldad. Um, that's a weird word to say, Haldad. <laughs> um, and Morgoth doesn't pay a ton of attention to men 
but at the same time, doesn't love that they're starting to get into Balerion. Yeah. Right. He, he doesn't love the fact that they're coming out of the East into the West. And so he starts sending orcs their way. Right. He's like, just go fuck these guys up. They're little ants. Like they're, they're nothing. Um, but just like, I don't like them making allegiance with elves. Right. So he sends them out. And one of this times he sends them out to the, the tribe of the Haladin and Halad and his son during this large battle get killed. Right. This is where we learn about ha- uh, Halith. Halith? Halith. Halith. Now, Halith is a cool character because she is, she's really, um, of men at least, the first like powerful fighting ruling woman that we yeah. see. Right. Yep. Um, she takes over the mantle as her, as her father and brother die, like right in front of her. She takes over the mantle of leader and actually rallies, right? But the orcs come in hard and they start killing off all the men. And to her surprise and to know, like, she did not expect this at all, uh, Karanthir shows up. Yeah. And Karanthir shows up and just wrecks house, murders all of the orcs, um, just fuck shit up and and says thing and and saves the Haladin, right? And Karen Thier is one of the sons of Feanor that isn't a giant asshole, right? So he actually sees men and he sees them and thinks like these guys are strong. Like yeah. they they just put up a huge fight against these orcs. Like they can they can definitely help. And he offers um the Haladin to stay there. Yeah. Right. He's like, stay in my land, uh, stay in my territory, be here, be a part of my people. We'll, uh, we'll protect you. Yeah. We'll yeah. protect you. You be a part of us. We, we can learn from each other. Right. This whole thing. And Haleth was a little too prideful for that. She's How? like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, uh, I don't need your protection. Um, yeah. we can do this. Thank you. Like, thank you very, very much. You, you definitely saved us. You helped us. Thank you for, for housing us for a little bit of time. Right. Uh, but we're out. Yeah. And so and we're out and, uh, we're going to go over and hang out in this guy's kingdom. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. This guy being Thingle, mm-hmm. who, uh, really didn't really care for men. Right. No. Um, uh, they were and- kind of just vermin encroaching in its space yeah but because he had a relationship with finrod finrod was like hey would it be cool if these people like hung out here and we'll just make sure that they protect this area right right like that'll be their their job in exchange for being able to settle here which halith was a little haughty about she's like wait a minute (laughs) yeah you know, she was like, well, yeah, of course, we're not going to let orcs come in. They fucking killed my entire family, you asshole. It's not yeah. something that you have to tell me to do. Yeah, like, I will do that gladly. Yeah, because like, <laughs> he has that conversation with her, right? Yeah. And she's just like, that's a weird request. Like, why would I not do that? Because she says something to the effect of like, like, they were murderers of my father and my brother. If you're asking me to keep them out of your land, that's a really weird thing to ask me. Yeah. Like, yeah, 
they're not going to be allowed here. You weirdo. <laughs> um, but they said, I was actually, I was looking for that. I wanted to see if I could find that, that little quote that she yeah. has. It is yeah. pretty great. Um, it's towards the end of men coming in the chapter of men coming into the West. All right. Well, I'll, I'll jump in here really quick. So what they did is they settled in a place just outside of Doriath, right? So technically it wasn't in Thingol's realm, but he considered it under his protection, basically. Um, and that little place was called Brethil. Now, again, if you guys um, have listened to our Turin episodes, um, Brethil is a pretty important place, right? And it becomes a pretty large settlement of men. Go ahead. I found it. Um, so, he, you know, he says, you know, uh, you know, don't allow any orcs uh, to enter these woods. Right. And to this, you know, she answers, where are Haldad, my father, and Hald, uh, Haldar, my brother? Right. Where are they? Yeah. If the king of Doriath fears a friendship between Haleth and those who have devoured her kin, then the thoughts of the elder are strange to men. Yeah. Yeah. So she's yeah, like, what the fuck are like, you uh, talking about? Um, so tell me where my dad is. Uh, tell me, like, where's my brother? Yeah. Oh, that's right. They're dead. They were yeah. killed by orcs, right? <laughs> like, if you think that I'm going to be friends with the people that killed my family, then I I don't know how you guys think. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like it's like when you have that manager that micromanages you, and yeah. you're like, oh, you mean do my job? Yeah, like you you want me to do my job? Yeah, I'll fucking do my job, you <laughs> dumbass. Like you know, like that's like. Yeah, it's a it's it's a really weird request by Thingle, and I'm sure Thingle was like, I'm sure he was like fine, you know, outside, but in internally he was like, ah, that was probably a dumb question. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'm um, sure he felt, you know, that tiny. Yeah, yeah, like, ah, like, oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to be the king. I should need to be better <laughs> than this. Now, now they did. They settled Brethil. Right. Yeah. And they created a settlement of men that lasted for quite a long time, honestly. Um, yeah. And it, it, it was an important settlement of men. Right. Um, and so Haleth was uh, actually the ruling queen for around 80 something years, all the way until she died. Right. She didn't marry. Um, she had no. Um, what do we call it? No. Um, no children. No, right. But no um, heir. Right oh, yeah, to the yeah. throne, so that actually went to her brother's son, yeah. um, and and then that was later on. It's not incredibly important, but it was just something that um, kind of shows that she was uh, she was a pretty powerful ruling queen um, that that men had early on, right? Um, and around the same time, uh, Hador. So we've talked about a bunch of different houses of men, right? So the house of Beor, we also hear about the house of Hador quite a bit. Um, one of the things that we hear from again is Turin is from this house of Hador, right? Hador was born again around the same time. Um, soon after his birth, not... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was of that house through marriage yeah, too. Right. Yeah. So he wasn't... Um, Hador was not uh, very old when he went into the service of Fingolfin. Um, it was common uh, for, for men um, and young men uh, to go into the service of elves, of elf lords, right? That was a pretty common thing just because it was easier to be like battle trained that way. 
right? And trained in a lot of other things. In reality, they they called them gnomen for uh, or gnomes for a good reason, right? They were more knowledgeable than men were. Um, now, one of the things that is mentioned is that men, however, seem to be stronger, bigger than a lot of elves. Yeah, right. They were able to to kind of produce that strength more than an elf could. Um, and so elves also loved having them in their service, right? Because yeah. they were like, well, fuck, these guys are good warriors. Like, let's let's put them to work. Yeah. Um, so Hattler goes to Fingolfin. And after about 10 years of being in the service of Fingolfin, he is gifted um, the land of Dorloman, which is your favorite thing to say. Dorloman. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, gifted that magical thing that we all know, the dragon helm. Oh, the dragon helm. Right. So he gets the dragon helm, which is why we know it as the dragon helm of Dorloman. Now it was ended up um, for after a while, it was called the dragon helm of um, of Hurin, right? Because that's who had it and who it became like a part of for a, a long time. Right. Now that then goes on to you know, when we know of the helm and the bow with yeah. Turin and Beleg, right? Yeah. Um, but it is a, a um, not a relic of his house. What do I want to call it? A, um, it's an heirloom. Heirloom, yeah. right. Um, of the house of Hador that gets passed on to many other very powerful warriors at this time. Uh, and Fingolfin, in bringing Hador on, in giving him Dorloman and the Dragon Helm and all of that, essentially what Fingolfin was doing at this time was preparing for war. Yep. Right. The reason why I'm talking about this time period in just a chunk, um, but from other people, is because this is kind of our watchful piece yep. period. Right. Morgoth isn't really doing anything. Um, and none of the elves are really fighting against each other. Men aren't fighting with elves for the most part. Dwarves aren't either, right? It's this watchful peace over the entirety of Balerion. Um, but uh, Fingolfin doesn't trust it, right? Fingolfin yeah. knows, um, and he doesn't get the, he doesn't get to have the benefit of like Torgon, who is in a hidden city, Right or or Thingol, who is protected by a fucking Maya. Yeah, right. Like Fingolfin is a lot more just out in the open. Um, now I'm sure he's very happy that his son has a hidden city that he is safe in, right? But at the same time, like <clears throat> he knows he's got shit to do. Yeah. So he's talking with men. He's creating alliances with men. He's creating alliances with other elves as well, with the sons of Feanor, who he fucking hated, right? But he understands that they're important moving forward. Um, and he's making these preparations to war against Morgoth. Now, on the next one, we're going to talk about what happens there, right? Because we did talk about the last time um, I think it was the fourth major battle of Balerion, um, which was um, the, oh, what did they call it? The glorious battle, mm -hmm. right? And it was the glorious battle because they like 
they cleaned house on it. Like the elves did so well. They, that Morgoth only got back a handful of leaves, right? It was that type of thing. But when we spoke about that, we also talked about the fact that that's really the last of their good luck streak. Yeah. And the yeah, next during this entire, is... during this entire time, sorry, but no, like go. during this entire time, it's Fingolfin who has laid a siege to Angbad. Yes. For 400 years. Right. right. Kept them at bay. Kept them at bay for 400 years. So he thinks, right? He's right. He, he thinks he's kept them at bay, right? Right. But, you know. Morgoth, Morgoth does his shit. Morgoth is doing his thing, right? Yeah. And he he is preparing for what's to come. Right. And now, now, we do see, and we, we, we know this now and a little bit later, like, Morgoth is a little bit of a coward, too, yeah. though. Right. But in doing that, he is just down in his basement, just building his nukes. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's really what he is doing. And and, you know, he's preparing Glaurong. He's getting Belrogs and or Glaurong 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, he he is he is building up his army. Yeah. Um, unbeknownst now I do think that the reason why Fingolfin is doing what he's doing is because he has a little bit of an idea that that's happening yeah right he can he can keep Angbad at bay as much as he can but he knows like Morgoth is not sitting idle yeah like some shit's happening under my feet you know (laughs) like I don't know what it is but like it's not gonna be great yeah and it's not. And it's not. It's yeah. like shit goes bad <laughs> quick. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, but but for Fingolfin, this is this is his idea of like, this is why we're here. You know, we we came here, yes, many of us came here on this idea of being in a new place, being in a new world, being able to be kings over kingdoms. Um, and not be under the thumb of the Valar, right? And he doesn't believe, like Feanor did, that they were thralls, but right. he did believe that there was limits to what they could do, right? Right. And so he's like, "This is why we were here." But in order to do this, we have to destroy Melkor, Morgoth. Yeah. Um, now that's not fated for him to do. That is that is well, on someone else's shoulders. Yeah. But doesn't mean he's not going to try. And it doesn't mean he's not going to go down without a fight. So it'll be a fun one. That'll be, that'll, about that. that'll be a good one next time. Yeah. Next time. Next time. Next time in Middle Earth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I... Uh, I feel like this one, this, this really is like not a lot. So we've had a few like history episodes. Our last like three have been very much like we had the kinslaying. We had all of those types of things. We had the first battles of Beleriand. You know, we had a lot of action, um, a lot of stuff like that happening in this one. It was definitely a lot more like, let's talk about the people. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about the people. What's happening in Beleriand. What's actually like, how is society functioning? How, like, how are people taking the fact that the Noldor came, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. Um, it's more of a, uh, what's the, it's more of a, what's the mood like right now, right? right? Before all the, you know, crazy happens. Yes. 
Uh, well, guys, go ahead and, you know, if you're watching us, that means you're on YouTube. If you want to watch us, jump on YouTube. You can see the beautiful flag. Let's see if you can weatherman it. Nope, wrong no. way. Nope, that way. <laughs> right. Every time. There. Yep. Uh, so you can check out the beautiful flag. Uh, we talked a little bit about doing some mugs, some flags, some shirts, other stuff like that. Really, that kind of depends on the interaction that we get. We're getting a lot more people on Instagram. So on Instagram, it's at the underscore Swolherim, S-W-O-L-H-R or H-I-R-R-I-M. Um, almost see it in the back. Let me you see can if almost I can. see it there. Um, so you've got the Swolherim there, Wrong right? Way. Wrong there way. There we go. Um, and then I actually have on our, um, on our Instagram, our Patreon link is right there. Makes it a little bit easier for people. So you can go ahead, go to that link, see what we've got. I actually just updated a lot of stuff on the Patreon. Um, I've got our show notes on there for anybody who is $5 and above. Um, they're fun to look at and I'm sure they'll make some of you laugh and other people will be like, wow, they curse a lot more in writing than they even do on the <laughs> even do on the podcast um but it's fun and i've got a bunch of the other like the the audio up and we even have one of our uh what we call our ring of doom which is just kind of bonus episodes of us talking about shenanigans um we still talk about mostly the same types of things but it's not um as structured structured there you go that's a good yeah. yeah it's not it's nowhere near as structured and so yeah check us out on instagram we've been posting those workouts that we've been talking about i've been putting those up i'm gonna put more up and probably sooner so what i'll do is i'll actually post them on the patreon first before i post them into um uh the instagram yeah. Uh, so that'll give a little bit, you know, just a nice little thing for you guys as well. Something early that you could do at the same time that Carlos and I is doing it instead of waiting until it's posted when I post the, the episode. Um, so jump on Patreon, find us on Instagram, comment, a lot more comments. It's been good. A lot of people have been, uh, have been jumping on. Nobody has wanted to join my, um, my faction on my, my game. I, I still I still need to download the game. Um, <laughs> it's it's getting worse yeah, for me. Actually, I'm that's not gonna what lie. We mean it's getting worse. Oh, like people are telling like I'm getting things on there that are like, hey, come help us because like you're a part of a faction. And oh then yeah, you can yeah, be yeah. A part of a fellowship, right? But Got you're it. already a part of a faction, and people are like, hey, come help us with that. And I'm like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I have no idea how to help you. Like, <laughs> I I know that you want my help. I can't help you. I I, I can't. Um. So I have people yelling at me on there sometimes, but it's fine. Overall, I still love it. It's I'm a fun game. Down, it's downloading as we speak. Follow us. Talk to us. We're, I'm, I'm having a lot more fun having people actually reach out and talk. And DM me if you want a sticker. Okay? I will, I will send you a sticker. Throw it in. Just It'll be just an empty envelope with a sticker in it. And uh, so it'll cost me, what, 35 cents, 45 cents to send out your way? No problem. All right, guys, we will uh, see you next time. We'll probably in between this and our next one, we'll do another episode of the Ring of Doom and uh, get you guys in it with the uh, all, all of our Patreon friends. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk to you later. Bye.